0: This morning's reading is taken from the Gospel of St Luke, chapter two, beginning at verse one, and it can be found on page 1590 of the Church Bibles. The birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord Happy Christmas.
1: We heard in the reading about the great boss in the world at that time. Can anybody tell me who that was? Who was the boss in the world? Augustus Caesar, that's right. Caesar Augustus. He was a great nephew of Julius Caesar. And he was revered by the world. He uh, encouraged people to think of him as being divine, as a god, and as the saviour of the world because he had conquered most of the world and he boasted about the peace that he brought to the people. But his was a dark peace gained by violence. And it was at the world of Augustus that Mary and Joseph went on that miserable journey of 80 tortuous miles to Bethlehem. In her state of pregnancy, that journey surely would not have taken place except that there was an imperial order that must be obeyed. Mary and Joseph appeared to be helpless pawns under the thrall of Augustus. But every move was under the hand of Almighty God. Augustus, who was seen by the world as a great saviour, unwittingly was involved in God's plan to provide his son as the saviour of the world. It had been prophesied in Micah, but you Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler of Israel." God knew that Jesus was to be born in Israel. It didn't matter what Augustus thought at all. God's plan for the world was moving purposely on. And his son came in a very humble way to the poor. The poet William Blake wrote, My mother groaned, my father wept, Into the dangerous world I leapt. And it was clearly a leap down, as if the Son of God rose from his splendor, stood poised at the rim of the universe, radiating light and diving headlong, speeding through the stars to Earth's galaxy, where he plunged into a huddle of animals. Nothing could be lower. God's actions began with the poor and lowly, Humbly you came to the earth you created. All for love's sake became poor. Through sweat, pain, blood and crying entered the real saviour of the world. The one who asked Job, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation now himself lay wrapped in swaddling clothes. Jesus was the word made flesh. John tells us, in the the beginning was the word. Jesus was there at the beginning of creation. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And to all who did receive him, in those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become his children. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, but born of God. Jesus was born through sweat, pain, blood, and crying. 33 years later, Jesus would save the world just as he entered it in sweat, pain, blood, and crying. The first letter of Timothy tells us, beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. He appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world. Was taken up in glory. <clears throat> Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, came to those whom God had created in His own image. We can trust in God. We can trust in His promises. And one of the main promises of God was that He would be with the people whom he loves. Jesus Emmanuel came to complete the promise of God. The writer to the Hebrews assures us, we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. It's a fact, I'm told, that if you have two in-tune pianos in the same room and a note is struck on one, the same note will gently respond on the other, though not touched by another person's hand. I'm told this is called sympathetic resonance. Part of God's plan was to create this resonance, a resonance between himself And us, a prelude to. As the angels sang, this was indeed good news for all the people. God loves us all, each one of us. The book of Job tells us: Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? On what were its footings set, or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together, and the angel shouted for joy. A hint of what was to come on that first Christmas morning when a great company which we're told was beyond measure announced the sunrise from on high. The words were words that often come from the mouth of God and from the mouths of his messengers. Do not be afraid God doesn't want us to be afraid he wants us to be sure of his love and the first to hear that good news were the humble and poor God is not the God of the very special people he is the God of each one of us and those shepherds immediately rushed into the presence of the baby to worship him. In our hearts this morning, let us rush to that place. Let us go to that place. See the baby lying there. One of my favorite songs is is sung by someone I first saw performing at a conference in Willow Creek Church in Chicago. The guy's name was uh, Lincoln. I've forgotten his name now. <laughs> anyway, his first name was Lincoln, and he is a brilliant guitarist. <coughs> I'll remember it before the end, and I'll tell you. One of my favorite songs was recorded by him as an instrumental with gentle songs coming in towards the end. And uh, my wife keeps uh, getting on at me. She says, she wants me to prepare the songs for my funeral. (laughs) I'm not not sure she was rushing towards it. (laughs) But one I would like is by Lincoln Brewster. because it, it's such a beautiful piece, and it's a beautiful song. The song go, goes this goes like this. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Opened my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. That's what I would like people to be be thinking of when they uh, are at my funeral. Not about me, but about God, who is so worthy of our worship. The light that came down and chase the darkness away now this morning I've got one of my presents with me let me see anybody got a present with them I know you have I shouldn't have let you see that that's something to eat I think I might have something to eat later on but I've got this. Do you know what that is? It's a torch. A very useful torch. I'm told there's going to be uh, power cuts, possibly. So you'll need a torch. So here I am, ready for the power cuts. Ready for the darkness. So I can just press a button. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with it? press it at the bottom It doesn't work no that's the right button I'm sure what's wrong with it it's created to give light it's been created beautifully but it's not working there's something missing perhaps a battery funny you should say that did you see it falling on the floor (laughs) (laughs) I'm hopeless comes with getting old you know so we'll try it with a battery, see, I hope I get it the right way around, <laughs> see what difference that makes. Do you think it'll make a big difference? What's your name? Eden? Yeah. Are you Sister of Zion? See, I'm clever, I know these things. <laughs> One of the readings on that video was from Eden and Zion, wasn't it? Yeah. What's your name? Autumn. You were on that too, right? Yeah. Was there not a second part of your name there? Yeah, Autumn Ray. Right. See, I was watching it. Now we'll see if this works. Now. Who who thinks it's going to work now? <laughs> What a brilliant light. It's useful, and it can chase away the darkness. And it does one or two different things if you you press it more than once. Oh! You you can put that down if if we do have power cuts. And what else? Oh! It's a complicated torch, isn't it? No, that's it off, thank you. Now, we were created like that. Like the battery. No. Like the torch. We're we're like a torch. Created wonderfully by God. That torch was really beautifully created. And it works. But only if it's got something special inside. And we are like that too. We are created wonderfully by God. But we only work For the purpose of God, when that something inside of us is filled with something very special. And that something very special was God himself, his Holy Spirit. Even if Jesus were born in Bethlehem a thousand times, but not within you, what a tragedy. Jesus was born into the world And must be born in our hearts. Our fondest desire is to be in His presence. Earlier in the service, we talked about being sorry for the things that we get wrong. (coughs) Right at the beginning of creation, Adam and Eve were with God, they were in His presence. And because they were disobedient they were removed from God's presence. And today what we are celebrating is God setting that right. He's setting that right by sending his son to do something very special that we can't do for ourselves. He is coming to do that thing. And As I said, after he was born, he lived, and then when he was about 33, he gave his life on the cross so that we might be in God's presence. Jesus died for all the things that we get wrong, so those things were chased away, just as if a torch shone in the darkness. What happens to the darkness when you put the torch on? It goes away. And that's what Jesus does with the things that we get wrong. Have you ever done anything wrong? (laughs) Yes, we all get things wrong. And we all need Jesus to shine his special light that chases all the darkness away. And when Jesus had done what was necessary to enable that to happen... God recognized that and raised his son from death. And after a while, Jesus went to a special place on the right hand of God. And then he did something very special for us. He came down in the form of his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit is like is that which is missing. We are missing in our created body, God's presence, God's spirit. And when he comes into our lives, things get very special. He is able to shine within us and enable us to do the things that we are created to do, just like the torch was enabled to work by something being with them. Our fondest desire should be to be in God's presence. Another one of my favorite songs. It's going to come up on the By magic. <laughs> there it is. Now, um, Kim's not going to play this, so um, I was going to sing this on one, but if one or two of you want me to, if you know it, you can join in with me.
2: To be in your presence, to sit at your feet when your love surrounds me and makes me complete. This is my desire, O Lord. This is my desire, this is my desire, O Lord, this is my desire To, to rest in your presence, not rushing away, To cherish each moment Here I would stay This is my desire, O Lord This is my desire This is my desire, O Lord
1: A couple of weeks ago I did a baptism in this church And I talked about Jesus' specialness Washing us clean Now what comes after a baptism in the Church of England After a, a wee while? Confirmation And I got some words from the confirmation I was here The bishop says to those who are confirmed, Let your Holy Spirit rest upon them. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and inward strength. The spirit of knowledge and true godliness. Through his spirit, God gives us all that we need. He gives us the light of understanding of that resonance with him. He gives us that understanding and he enables us. He gives us his power. His presence with us is what we desire.